gospel lesson today is found in the book of Acts. And we're continuing on in, the, in verse 6 of chapter 1. And it says, So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid them from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who was taken from you into heaven, will come back the same way you have seen him go into heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. So, kind of an interesting little part of Acts there. Jesus ascends into heaven. Maybe some of you who have kids, or all of us who have once been a kid, Remember having a helium balloon, and you get it maybe at a restaurant or something, and inevitably, when a kid goes outside with a balloon, they let go, and the balloon goes up and up and up, and you, and you never, never see it again. Um, and so, it's funny, because you, you, the apostles are there, Jesus is talking to them, and suddenly, just like Jesus ascends into the clouds... That's weird. <laughs> so, you know, it's easy to think like, oh yeah, geez, apostles, why are you just staring into the sky? I think if, if I just ascended into the sky and disappeared, you guys would stare for a little bit. Be like, that's, that's not something that normally happens on a Sunday. Uh, this is a little weird. Uh, and so we're talking about the ascension of Jesus. This whole first part of our series through Acts, we're, doing Act, we're going all the way through the book of Acts in four different series. And so this first set of messages all centers around the ascension of Jesus. And what does that mean to us as as kind of a a baby church in Pittsburgh? Just like this was kind of the early original church, what does it mean to us with this early passage of Acts? And so last week we kind of went went through the intro. We talked a little bit about Luke, right? Because Luke wrote the book of Acts. He Dr. Luke. And so we talked about him a little bit and how Acts is actually part two of what Luke writes. So Luke writes the gospel according to Luke, and he writes Acts of the Apostles or Acts of the Holy Spirit or whatever you want to call this particular segment of it. This is Luke 2, the revenge. Uh, you know, it's the sequel. And in this case, the sequel is just as good as the first one. And so it, Luke is doing this transition. Remember we talked about last week that Luke's emphasis in his gospel was the things that Jesus did by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so the, the, Jesus, by the Spirit, heals. And by the Spirit, he does all these different things. He speaks and he teaches. And so Luke's drawing a connection. And so we talked about last week that the Holy Spirit that was on Jesus is the same Holy Spirit that's going to come to the church. And so today, we, we kind of continue through this passage and, and we, we have to remember that we can do what Jesus put us on earth to do because the same spirit that was in Jesus lives inside of us when we believe in him. And so Jesus tells his disciples to wait. We talked about that a little bit last week. That, hey, you know what? I'm sending some help. 
I'm sending the Spirit, but you've got to wait a little bit for it. And so from this time where Jesus ascends into heaven, and then and a little bit later in Acts, in the second chapter where the Holy Spirit comes, we have this, this waiting period. And we're going to talk a little bit about that too. Uh, but he told the disciples to wait. And other parts of Scripture, Jesus talks about this same idea. And Jesus actually says that, hey, you know what? I'm leaving and I have to, because I have to leave for the Spirit to come. And that's one of the, those mystery sort of things, right? Well, why? I don't know. <laughs> doesn't always, the, the Bible doesn't explain everything. Some things are a mystery, but Jesus said, hey, you know what? Uh, I've come from the Father, but I'm going back to the Father. I'm doing that so that the Spirit can come in and empower the church to be what they need to be. And the disciples still don't really get this, Right? And so, you know, we, we talked about this thing where he says, so when they met together, they asked him, Lord, at this time, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And so all of this has happened. And the, the, the early disciples are still stuck thinking, hey, Jesus, I thought you were going to be the active king of the nation of Israel. And you were going to restore the kingdom to Israel. And we were going to be a happy country again. And we, you're going to kick out the Romans and, you know... And so the, the, the apostles still really don't get what's going on. And we probably wouldn't have either. It's easy to look through the lens of history and say, well, duh. Um, but it, if we were in their situation and you're, you're, you're a group of Jewish disciples of a Jewish rabbi who's supposed to be the Messiah, you expect the Messiah to do things a certain way uh, historically. And that was, hey, you're supposed to be the king and restore the nation of Israel. And so Jesus is giving this final point before he leaves that he has something else in mind. And Jesus points them back to the spirit. He says, hey, you know what? You're expecting this, but what I'm actually doing is very different. I'm actually doing something even better than that. I'm doing something even better than that. And so I'm going to send God's spirit to the church. And this points back to really what God intended for his people more than a thousand years before. So there's this prophet by the name of Isaiah that we read in our first lesson today. And he's speaking, uh, on, and this is, this is supposed to be God speaking through Isaiah. And it says that he says, it is too small a thing for you to be, my, to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. So, way before Jesus, God talks about what his plan is. And it's a little bit different than what the Jewish people expect. He says, you know what? It's too small of a thing, too small of a thing for me just to restore the kingdom to Israel. It's, it's, not, it's not as big as what I want to do. What I'm going to do instead with Israel is I'm going to make them a light to the Gentiles. Unless you were born Jewish, that's you. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't know half of my family heritage, but I'm pretty sure I'm not Jewish. Uh, so this is talking about me, that it's too small of a thing for God to keep what he's doing confined to Israel, but instead he's going to make them a light to the Gentiles. It has salvation will reach the ends of the earth. That sounds a lot like things Jesus said, huh? That Jesus said, you know what, I'm, you can be my disciples and I want you to go baptize people in all nations. It's God's plan. It's not Jesus staying, not God's spirit being limited to one person or to selected prophets like it was in the Old Covenant, but Jesus leaving and ascending so that the Spirit can come to everyone. And so verse 9, after he said this, 
he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid them from their sight. And so we're going to talk today about, about the ascension, very specifically here. And it's funny because in Christianity, really the big deal is the resurrection, right? So if I say he is risen, most of you know to respond, he's risen indeed, yeah. Uh, Easter, uh, you know, it's, it's not just about bunnies and eggs, it was actually a you know, religious holiday behind that somewhere, and uh, true story. And so you have this whole resurrection, because the resurrection shows that Jesus conquers death, and that through him we can find new life, and that's good news. That's gospel. That's good news. Jesus died, but he was raised from the dead. He is risen. But Jesus is more than just risen. He's also ascended. He's also ascended. And because the resurrection focuses on, on, on salvation and personal salvation, that, that I can know God and that I can find life through Jesus. But the ascension actually means a couple of other things in addition to that. And first thing is, we're already talking about the ascension completes God's purpose for Israel. So the ascension is, is, is the culmination of, of what God is doing at this point in history for the nation of Israel. And so when they ask Jesus, what, if he's going to restore the kingdom, Jesus tells them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father is set by his own authority. Because Jesus understands that the purpose of Israel wasn't just for Israel. It wasn't just for Israel. And if you go all the way back to, to Genesis, so this original story of God in Scripture, and it's recording the calling of a guy named Abram, who would become Abraham, who's, who's the father of the, of the Jewish nation. It says, The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Sounds like that same story is cropping up again. That, that God wants to not just bless a single nation, but that God wants to bless everyone. And the problem is, at this point in history, the original intention for Israel, that God would have a nation that would be his, and that they would be a blessing to the nations of the world, had become blurry. They, they had lost sight of what God made them to be. It had, in fact, gone to something selfish. It had gone from being something where they were supposed to bless the nations of the earth to God, when are you going to bless us? We never do that, do we? We never lose sight of the fact that God made us to serve others and just focus on what we want. I, none of us would ever do that, possibly. Uh, but it's funny. I, I love the, the Jewish traditions around, around Yom, Yom Kippur. Um, when it, It's a service, and it has a lot to do with atonement and things like that. And the first words of that service are, we are Jonah. We are Jonah. Just like Jonah, when God calls, we run. When God, when God blesses who we don't want him to bless, we get angry. We are Jonah. But just as Israel was, was being refocused by Jesus to say, hey, my intention is that this new thing that I'm doing through the kingdom of God is that everyone would be blessed by God. That the word of God would go out to the nations. We also have to acknowledge that as a church, as an early church here in Pittsburgh, the church doesn't exist for us. 
It's not about what the church can do for me. It's about what is the church here to do to bless others. Ascension means that Jesus is restoring the original intent of the creator God who wants to bless all the people on the earth with his presence, with his spirit, and with his people. So ascension is Jesus restoring the original intent of the creator God. Ascension also makes way for the Holy Spirit. Just as Jesus said, I have to go so that the Spirit can come. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about the Holy Spirit in the next uh, year. uh, Because the book of Acts is all about the Holy Spirit. And all about the Holy Spirit in this early church. And how this church by the Spirit does all these incredible things. But for the Spirit to come, Jesus had to go. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so Jesus is talking about them getting the Spirit. There's also a little bit from our last point there where once again, hey, you're going to go not just here but to Judea. You're also going to go further out than that. You're going to go to Samaria. And Jews didn't like Samaritans. Um, They're saying, hey, these people who you guys kind of consider heretics, you're going there too. And then you're going to go to the whole ends of the earth, which is crazy when you consider, once again, there's no cars, there's no planes. You've got places on foot, on horse, or on boat. <laughs> and so they're saying, hey, this, this thing that looks impossible, that's what you're going to do. You're going to, you're going to go places that you never expected to go. And he talks about receiving power. And I love the word power here. Uh, and this is a, just the, the, as a preacher, it's one of the nerdy preacher things you get to learn and talk about, which is the word power in Greek is the word dunamis. Dunamis, that sounds fun. And so a while ago, there was this guy and he was doing, making an invention, right? And so he found this compound that exploded really good. Uh, and so he was like, man, this is going to be really useful, but I've got to name it something. And he had a friend who was a Greek scholar. And so he goes to his friend and he says, hey, this is really powerful stuff. What what do I name it? He says, well, the Greek word for power is dunamis. And so, if you guys can't guess the ending, that's how you ended up with dynamite. Boom, dynamite. And so the same word that we use for the explosive power of dynamite is the word that Luke uses here to talk about the Holy Spirit. There's some kind of of significant explosive power here. Dunamis. And so God's Spirit comes to change us and to put us on with the power that we need to accomplish Jesus' mission on earth. Because Jesus has a mission on earth and he has a church to accomplish that mission. So ascension means that we have the power that we need to accomplish the mission of Jesus To accomplish God's intent to bless the people of all the earth. So ascension means that as well. Finally, ascension gives us hope that Jesus is coming back. And so this passage concludes, and it says, After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, Why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back the same way you have seen him go into heaven. It's not over till it's over. Jesus is gone, so it's not not over yet. 
It's not over. So you guys have time to do something, is what the angel is saying. Stop staring at the sky. Stop just standing there. Jesus put you here for a mission, so you need to get going and get started on it. It's not over till it's over, but the angel also makes the point that someday it will be over. This existence is finite. The, the time that we have to do what the church is called to do will end someday. And Jesus will return. And, and, and all this other stuff that's going to happen with the new heaven and the new earth are going to occur. And someday this will all be over. And so we have the opportunity of now to do what Jesus has made us to do. And we have to ask ourselves, what are we doing? Are we people who sit there staring at the sky waiting for Jesus to come back? Are we people who are so stuck in our circumstances and our situations that, that we just say, Jesus, you got to come back now because I, I, I don't know what to do anymore. And Jesus is saying, I, you know what to do. I put you on earth to be a part of my great commission and to talk to people about me and to love people when they least expect it and least deserve it and to be a person who is the gospel in the world. Jesus ascended and the angels told them to get to work. You have the mission. You have your orders. Ascension means that Jesus didn't die. Ever. It's not that Jesus was raised from the dead and then he died again. But Jesus was raised from the dead and he ascended. And he still is much God today, as, just as alive today as he's ever been. That he's coming back just like he said he would. So... We are to be found on mission. Whether Jesus comes tomorrow, we're to be, we're to be on mission for what he, he's put us on earth to do. Or if he's coming in a thousand years and, and we go into our graves, we go into our graves on the mission that God put us on earth for. Ascension is that Jesus left alive and still God born as a human so that God's mission to bless everyone on the earth could happen as his people, the church, are filled with his Holy Spirit and get to work doing what he made us to do. And so today, if you are alive, and most of you appear to be, it's time to look in your heart and say, what has Jesus put me on this earth to do? And how do I get started on it? We don't want to be in the place where the nation of Israel was, where they lost track of the mission that God gave them. And they lost track that they were supposed to be a blessing to everyone. We can't allow ourselves to become selfish and think that the church exists to serve us. Today is the day where we get to make choices and to say, what God did you make me for? Pray with me. Lord, the resurrection shows us that you defeat death. That where, anywhere where there's death or brokenness or sin in our lives, that your resurrection overcomes that. That it has no power because you overcame all of sin and death. And Jesus, your ascension shows us that as we've overcome sin and death through your sacrifice, that you've put us here on mission. The resurrection shows us how you change us, but the ascension shows us how we're to go and change the lives of others. Jesus, forgive us for our selfishness when we make it all about us. 
And instead, show us the path that you've, put, that you've put in front of us. That we would be a blessing to others. That we would be people who, who love others unconditionally. That we would see the broken and the hurting in the world around us. And that we would come to them with good news that Jesus loves them. And Jesus can change their lives. For each of us today, let us take a new step of faith today. Whether that's for the saying, Jesus, today I believe maybe for the first time that you died for me and that you were raised from the dead and that you ascended into heaven. And I don't, I, maybe I don't understand all of it, but today I say, I believe and you can, I, you can be my Lord and you can give me life. Today can be a step of faith where you, you believe for the first time. But today can also be a step of faith for any of us who believe in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to, to see that next step of faith, whether that's to, to, to maybe love someone that, that we want to hate, or it's to maybe it's to reach out to someone and that makes us uncomfortable because we're, we're shy or we're nervous, or, or maybe it's to do, do little things in our community or to, to volunteer or to do something, God, but to put us in a position where we can show your love to others. Show us the path of mission that you've made for our lives. And Lord, as we reflect on all these things, you invite us once again to your table. To remember your broken body on the cross and your spilled blood poured out for us for forgiveness. Lord, as, as we come before you and, and we, we take the bread and we take the cup, help each of us to examine our hearts, to turn away from, from the sin and the brokenness in our lives and to ask for forgiveness. And as, and as we take and eat and we take and drink, show us anew today what you put us on earth to do. In Jesus' name, amen.